Hi everyone, it's Jack from the pod here. Um, just a quick note to let you know that you know this pod is for entertainment purposes. You know, and these are these are our opinions. Um, and it's yeah, it's just here to have some fun and hopefully you know provide some insight. So don't take this too seriously, um, and please keep that in mind when you're listening. Thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of From the Backseat Football Podcast. This is episode 16 and this this midweek is Champions League group stage number three. Um, as always, it's your usual lineup. So myself, Jack and my co-host Hugh. How are you today, Hugh? I'm very well, thank you, Jack. Very well. The cat has literally just failed to jump in my lap. <laughs> Oh, and there she is. is. Oh, bum to the face, straight away. Typical, isn't it? As soon as we hit record. But um, yeah, other than that Mufasa moment, that was hilarious. (laughs) I'm absolutely fine. I'm good. It's been a good week for English clubs, minus one team that I don't have a lot of time for. Um, Yep, so from a selfish perspective, it's been a great weekend. A great week. Well, a great weekend and a great week, really, if we're going to extend it like Mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good round of football for the Champions League. Some big wins, some crucial wins for some certain teams. Not naming names. Um, and yeah, yeah, very very big wins. All good. And only two goals for Haaland. Only two. You know? So the, the drop off is happening. He's slipping, mate. Yeah, He's yeah, lacking. Yeah. Honestly, he might even just score one at the weekend. They might only win four nil at the weekend. You know, so it's embarrassing. Let's hope. Let's hope for the league. <laughs> <laughs> but how you doing, big man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, I was just very happy to see Liverpool win a match and win very comfortably. <laughs> it's been a long time uh, and I enjoyed I it. I bet when we... And some will say it was only Rangers and fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that, there's an element of truth there. Um, I bet when, when you thought when we started this pod that it would just be easy breezing for you as a Liverpool fan. I thought it'd be lovely. Just a lovely experience. I thought I, I just assumed it would be like what it's like to be a Man City fan now. We're just like... Yeah, we just won again, pretty nice, blah, 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 nothing to say. But instead, I've got far too many things to talk mm, about. It's gone south a bit too At least quickly. it makes for good content. Hopefully they carry on imploding, but we'll see, we'll see. But without further ado, you've put it first, so let's go for it. Liverpool 2. Cheekily, I've put it first. <laughs> we'll let you off, we'll let you off. It's been a tough couple of weeks. So Liverpool 2, Rangers nil. I'll let you. Bloody I'll let you sheet. go, boy. I'll let you go. Well, mate, as I said, it was a clean sheet, and do, do you know we've had one clean sheet since I don't even know when. Maybe like May, it feels mm. like. So pretty special. Makes me feel warm inside. You know that <laughs> there's a zero, and we did see the first goal. We didn't even look like we were going. To. No, it felt like a we fucking love a challenge, but we decided to actually play properly. Felt like a it was love a routine Anfield win for Liverpool, which has been few and far between yeah. since the season started. But yeah, it was reminiscent of of previous years. Um, just a, a routine win, really, wasn't it? Just quite comfortable for exactly. Liverpool. Exactly, it was lovely. There was the there was a change of formation. Mm-hmm. So personal favours, everyone knows four two three one. <laughs> Love it. Long may it continue. Four two three one Gigan Press. A classic. Yes. Jotter in the number ten role. Nuno's up top. Yeah. It's good. It worked. We didn't concede a goal and we won the match. So so far, best formation we've ever had. <laughs> um Nunes was interesting in the match. He was having his own personal duel with McGregor. Yes. I think McGregor won. Oh, I think he did. Forty <laughs> year old McGregor. Um, Can't believe he's still about. You know, That's the- crazy. Me neither. I couldn't believe it. I was like, surely it's not that McGregor, but it is. He's still he doing it. He was putting off some wonder saves. You can see Nunes getting really frustrated, bless him. He was trying his best. The quality's there. Yeah. You know, I've read some things. Klopp's, Klopp and Pep Linders have had to, to reassure him this week after. It's a bit of a slow start, isn't he? Let's be fair. Um, he is the roughest of diamonds currently. Mm. We probably should have let him um, be polished a bit more in Portugal, but we've gone big. We've decided to do our own work. This Gone time. big, and you know, can't be blamed for that. And I, you know what I mean? Like it's ninety-five percent of it's there. There's almost a bit of Timo Werner about him at the moment. Um, yeah, you can see there's a good player in there, but then yeah, his confidence—you can feel like it could be quite patchy. And he had a reasonable amount of big chances. Should have converted at least one, but at least he's getting 
in the right positions. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, no, I agree. Thought though. it might be a bit quicker, but looks like it's going to be a slow burner this one. So I say bring Firmino back for Arsenal because he's a menace when he plays Arsenal and he's a good form. I thought that Mo Salah might have handed the penalty to Darwin Nunes. Don't know what you thought about Mo that. Salah I know, I know. I obviously hand, Mo Salah. Pen- hand a goal. He's probably got huge goal bonuses in his contract. Absolutely fucking not. If I got 20k bonus to score a goal, I'd be like, get out of my way. <laughs> True. I'm shooting every I time I needs a couple ball. goals as well at the moment, really, doesn't he? Um, yeah. I just thought, I don't know, well, a waste opportunity to get Darwin Nunez's confidence up. Do you know what, though? Imagine if he hadn't scored it, then what? Oh, it's even more yeah, embarrassing. Well, it's so, inconceivable. Look, we need you to win. Don't mess around. If it's 4-0, maybe. But at 1-0, I don't think so. It's a very important goal. Yeah, fair. And it was good to see Moja score a goal. Um, he's been pushed really wide this season to accommodate um, Nunes. I think it's a formation change, but the wider he is, the less impact he has. And I think it's impacting him and Trent mm. somehow, simultaneously. So I'd like to see him push more narrow back in that kind of half space where he was previously. Because I think that's prime Salah area. Sort of like edge of the box, you know, and picking up positions there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. He does seem a little bit more I, blunt than usual, but I don't know if that's almost a consequence of you know people just double double marking him at all times, just not afforded the space just, anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's always been double marked. He finds ways around it. It's just we're trying to integrate different players, and then we're just playing like shit as well. So he's just he's not in the right places where you want him to be. I have no doubts that he'll mm. come good again, but yeah. We just need to get him more involved again. We need to run more things through him, I think. I wonder if Trent, the flack of Trent, in part, is also aided by the fact that Salah hasn't been on it. Maybe Trent's been unfairly wielding all of this all of this uh, flack at the moment. Who knows? Um, he answered his critics I mean, with a free kick, didn't he? He did. It was a good free kick as well. It was you know, he's always brilliant. got that in his locker. Yeah, I mean... The the devil's advocate of me kind of says that no one has ever doubted his ability to ping in a free kick like that. He is a dead ball specialist, isn't he? No, of course. But people have been crying a bit too much. I think they have. They've got a bit hysterical. They? Yeah, I agree. Like, if you have a a defender who can do that and is serviceable as a defender currently, he's not. He's not the best. No one ever said he was the best, mm. but he's one of the best attacking fullbacks. So. It's a trade-off. Everyone knows what the trade-off is. Yeah, that was Klopp's and argument. It's pretty staunch in that. I have to agree with it. Like, you have to build around him Would as a player. Would you rather have a fullback who gets no, no assists, no goals? He's just solid. You know, some people would want that, but it's not what we want, so yeah. do one. No, agreed. And um, interestingly, Carl Walker's just undergone some surgery on his groin, which now puts his place in the World Cup at severe risk. So one of those, one of those yeah. right back. And oh dear, as an England fan... Um, yay as a Premier League Arsenal fan because um, he's pretty crucial to, to Man City's team mm. as well and they're already pretty pretty soft in, in defence numbers but yeah is a slot opening up for him in, in that World Cup squad I think unfortunately Carl Walker's a centre-back in this in this jigsaw so you're either putting Reese James in there or Harry well, Maguire is getting <laughs> Harry Maguire is definitely sure. getting on now Reese James has to be nailed on so right ben, it's Ben White isn't it it's Ben White Ben that, White, yeah, be Ben White would be an obvious Right, right yeah, side centre back. Absolutely. That's a shame for Trent, though. There is what no if Trent way keeps it up? What if he turns play, it on now? What if we have four or five clean sheets between now and then and, you know, a healthy amount of goals and assists? I think, A, that's very fanciful <laughs> with the clean sheets. <laughs> and B, I think, unfortunately, Jürgen Klopp likes attacking football and Gareth Southgate likes defensive football. So if you are pro defence, you don't choose a defender who's not very good at defending. Mm. Do you? No. Unfortunately, like he's just not the right kind of player for Gareth, and that's okay. It's like some teams play with a number ten and some don't. So, like Meza Ozil, in for certain managers, they just couldn't find a place for him. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. It's just you either decide mm. you want that or you don't, and you can't crowbar it in. Mm, yeah. And Gareth does. He doesn't want it. I don't feel like Ozil. I don't think Trent's in Ozil territory just yet. Seems like no, a I big just, I just waste, mean that it's though. a bit of a maverick. I think thing. that's more of a failing, not on on Trent's game, more on just England's inability to get the best out of him or build a system around it. But hey, anyway, we're meandering. Good performance from Trent. Good performance from the back line. Yes. 
good to see. And despite all the crisis, six points from three games, pretty healthy. So yeah, another win against Rangers because it's the Rangers back to back. And we're close. I wonder if Ibrox will throw up a a couple more problems for you than they did last night in the return. Probably, I, w- I would expect so. But based on what I saw, I think we should we should have more than enough to just just grind it mm. out doesn't really matter how we do it at this point we just need to start getting results performance we can work on later we just don't want to crash out the champions league and then be 11 yeah, get the yourself to the knockout stages after the world cup yeah. it's a long way away now because then we don't have to worry about it for a bit we'll be we could be a different team by then yeah agreed there so agreed yeah. there it does help that napoli not stuffing up Ajax last night as well in their own backyard yeah mate napoli Whoa, unbelievable god best team them. In Europe right now, on form, yeah. they are top of Syria, top of the Champions League group. Do you know what? Selfishly, I was I was very happy to see that result because then I was like, okay, so it wasn't just us getting absolutely bullied by Napoli. Napoli are actually really yeah. Good. Who, who's the Napoli manager? Slightly better. Spalletti. Spalletti. God, he's got some good football mm-hmm. coming out of there, hasn't he? Yeah, mate. Especially when you consider they got a really new team as well. They got rid of all of the old heads mm. and they've become way better. Mm. It's very confusing, but very impressive. Yeah, no, keep an eye on them. They may run out of steam, but maybe this will be their year. Hopefully it is. You wouldn't want to draw them on current form Definitely not. in the next rounds. But Definitely again, not. March is a long way away, so... All right, I think we should move on, mate. I mean, it was selfish to put it first. There wasn't that many talking points, but there was jeopardy. Like <laughs> I said. There was jeopardy in that match. No jeopardy for Liverpool. It's easy, calm. No. Kind of game well, you, you never know, mate. in the Champions League. Nice home against yeah. one of the unfancied um, seeded teams. So, still, you've still Lovely. got to win it. Do you know what I mean? Pressure's still on, so. Now, on to the next fixture. Another English team who desperately, desperately needed a win at all costs, and that was Chelsea. Mm. Going into the match, they had one point from the two matches, mm-hmm. and this is a back-to-back games against AC Milan, so they really needed a win in this one and probably a win in the next one. And it was very comfortable. Very comfortable. So a 3-0 win for Chelsea. And yeah, it's just a huge win for Chelsea, a huge win for Potter. I feel like the Champions League com- campaign is back on track and back in their hands now. Because the loss here, and I think they'd be out. Well, it was, it was, one, it was um, a funny one, wasn't it? It was one of those ones where had Milan won, they would have gone six points ahead. But now Chelsea have won it. They've actually gone above Milan on goal difference. So, yeah, huge win. Um, and as annoying as it is, I've got to give plaudits to Chelsea and Potter. I thought that was... One of the best performances I've seen from them in ages. <laughs> yeah, they looked 100%. so potent, and there was all the hallmarks of a of a Potter side. A lot of their goals coming from that left to right overload. It was scary to see how quick they're they're changing it around, and yeah, it could have been. Yeah, four I mean, five. yeah, moving to a back three, a back three for this game after a back four in the Premier League on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a versatility there, which is pretty cool because you don't see that of a lot of teams. Just seamlessly switching four days apart from a back four yeah, to a back three. Changing the whole system, changing the personnel. It was great. I mean, this is probably their best team, actually. You look at the centre-backs and you're like, that's a lot of talent there. They finally got all the expensive centre-backs on the pitch and it showed. Oh, it showed. It showed. And Milan really didn't have a sniff. hate to say it. I thought it'd be a much closer game than it was. I think the chances so, that Chelsea created where before it was always kind of half chances, wasn't it? They may get that one where Restraint whips it in and there's a tap in, but this day was just, they seemed so fluid. It was, it was horrible to see mm-hmm. Aubameyang get on the end of that of that team move with Restraint whipping it in from the right. It was, oh, it was horrible to watch. I still can't get my head around that. But <laughs> <laughs> It must be weird seeing him in blue, but you know what? He looks good for Chelsea so far. He It makes sense, even if it's just for this season, because he just hangs around the box. And I do wonder what this means for Havertz, because he was there very expensive signing that they haven't quite uh, worked out he wasn't yet. in the lineup last he night he doesn't seem he? to fit in any position yeah directly yeah because as a false nine he wants to hang around the edge of the box so there's no one in the box and suddenly you put a striker who scores goals and boom everything just made more sense there was mm. end products it was fluid it made sense I quite like Mason Mount so, on that left hand side as well I know he was oh, swapping yeah. a lot with Sterling. He was, but he was great, wasn't he? He was noticeably good. Yeah. His offside goal was terrific. I was very sad. Oh, it didn't count because it was oh. the lob from like the tightest, oh my tightest God. angle. Mason of old, money Mace, literally. It, it does feel he like he's stepping it up. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, you said for most of the players to be fair, Chelsea was just really they good. Were. 
Like, they're, all three of their centre-halves were just dominant in both boxes. Every corner, Thiago Silva won until he eventually set up the goal with like his third header in a row from an attack. When will like. Thiago Silva drop in terms of his level? It's crazy. How old is this man? 37 now? 37, 38? 38 years old, mate. He's still, still at the top of it. He's it's actually not talked about enough. You know, he, that was a hell of a side. Yeah. This is his third season now. On a Dude, free. When he came, we thought one year max, coming off the end of a long Paris Saint-Germain yeah. you know, stint. Oh, good dude. He could go for another two years. He looks so... He, oh. Thiago Silva, mate. He was a legend 15 years ago and he's still a legend. That is longevity, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a signing. Yeah, I'm looking at their back line now. So you have Reece James right wing back, Ben Chilwell on the other side and Koulibaly is left centre left centre back. Thiago Silva in the middle, which makes sense because he hasn't got as much pace as the other two, but he can certainly kind of marshal it. And you've got Fofana on the right who had a very good game yesterday. It was a good goal. Yep. They just looked like they Thank wanted it, eh? They really wanted it yesterday. And to see Chelsea score three goals and, you know, just be able to cut t- teams open. None of that stodgy counter-football that had become kind of Tuchel's go-to kind of system towards the end of his time at Chelsea. They really just played on the front foot. And I think Raheem Sterling's going to benefit. Yeah. Um, and I thought Reese James is probably like Graham Potter's ideal kind of player because he loves a wing-back. But now you've got maybe the best wing-back yeah. in the world. Well, I would say arguably two of them. I thought Chilwell's also a Chil- yeah. At this point, England it's criminal if England don't just use them exactly as they mm-hmm. are. Give them full licence to attack and just play. Basically just say, however you play for Chelsea, just do that and we'll work <laughs> out the rest. Because like they're so good. They're, they're, like, they're unbelievable. They're the most attacking players they have, they're the yeah. most creative. But they also cover the pitch all the way up, all the way down, constantly. Yeah, you do wonder if Reese James is licking his lips playing under Potter like he's going to unleash me <laughs> like wing backs he, always thrive so under a Potter system don't they and I guess they are the yeah. focal point for those overlays to happen and if you've got players like Chilwell and James who are just so natural for them to push forward it's just a part of their, their game anyway then you know we could be seeing more score lines like this that's for sure yeah they're immense and on a wider point I think this is the first time I've ever seen a Champions League team with over 50% of their lineup being English, an English Champions League team. Mm. So Chelsea had Sterling, Mount, Chilwell, James, Loftus Cheek, and Chalabar, who came on a little bit later. So six out of 11. And that's impressive. That is impressive. Very, very impressive. Because you know Chelsea have a good academy and they're finally kind of tapping into it and then adding a few other players. But it's just nice to see. And under an English manager, like. Unfortunately, it is Chelsea, so a lot of people don't like Chelsea. But apart from that, there's a lot to like. <laughs> I know. If it <laughs> wasn't obvious, Chelsea, there's a you'd lot be in to love like this about team. this team. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everyone would be putting Chelsea as their second team. But then I thought, like, realistically for Potter, with the two jobs he could have walked into in the near future that will either have been Tottenham or Chelsea. And I've, I think I've subconsciously yeah. decided that. I think I prefer him being at Chelsea than at Tottenham. Um, but yeah, it is cool. He looks very dapper in his suit down in the dugout. Uh, he's a He's levelling up. He's levelling up. up. And he was so happy with his backroom staff when they scored that first corner goal. I don't know if that was like a routine or, you know, yeah, they just look so so I grateful mean, to be there. And it sounds so stupid. Um, each routine was the same though. They just they put it on Thiago Silva's head and no one picks him up. I don't really understand how that happens. Really, so every single one. one. Well, that's criminal. If that's the case. If, it was like three in a row. It was ridiculous. Dang. And then the third one, you know, the scram- his header led to the scramble, which led to yeah, the yeah. putting it in. Just odd. I mean, if, if you're Milan, this game was was bad. Yeah, this was really they bad. didn't have a sniff. I think you were... Compre- really? No, they were comprehensively outplayed, weren't mm. they? And I expected more. Doesn't look I good. I expected more, to be honest. Serie A champions, Rafael Leal being touted as a 100 mil player. Charles Where de Ketelet, oh, I can't say his name, I've probably murdered it, but that new signing, that, that young Belgian fella playing in the 10, yeah. didn't see enough of him. Giroud, arguably, maybe he's a bit past it now. Um, he's never past this is, it, he's, he's, he's never past scored it. scored a wicked goal for France. He's never past it. I thought Tomori had a bit of a shocker, actually, in terms of his performance. It- I hate to say it, but maybe Gareth knows. Oh, thing too about I was literally about to say it. Maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe Harry uh, Maguire is actually decent. Yeah. To Who honestly knows? It feels wrong to say it, but he was, he was pretty. He was pretty, pretty ropey, wasn't he? 
Everyone was bad. I I don't think there was a single player who was noticeably good. I mean, especially Al. Yeah. I, I, you hear so much about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's talked about as the best young player in Serie A by a mile. The most Madrid valuable. looking at him, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. And he had like one run that was pretty good that almost ended the goal. But apart from that, not too I much. suppose the argument there is he's up against Reese James, Fofano, and Loftus Cheek <laughs> mm. <laughs> on his side. But. Yeah, no excuses. I mean, I, I, coming out of this, I have to ask you a question. Is Reese James the most lethal f- near-post finisher in the game? He's definitely in the conversation. I've never, I mean, ever been so confident when a player runs towards the near-post where the only option to shoot is to slap it in the top corner to the left of the keeper that is such a small window to shoot for and the technique obviously to kind of hit at the outside of your boot but I, I just never felt so confident as Rich James I don't know what you mean actually he just slaps he, it he is a beast isn't he the only one I can think of historically is Aguero he's yeah. extremely good at that from the tight angle I almost feel like Rich James is more of a specialist though I feel like Aguero was just like all round I feel like Rich James mm. he, because he is a right winger he's always going to be coming from that side so that's the most likely option it was just never in doubt. That's a very good point. Maybe that's the drill. Just every day, fifty of those. Yeah. Just run, finish it near post, go back again and again and again. Yeah. Because he is like a steam train. Like when he hits the ball, it's so hard, and he's going at full. Yeah, pace no, the well. goalie doesn't move. Like everyone knows it's going to go in. There's nothing you can do. He does this so you just much. Have to stand there and cover the other side. You just, you know, just make <laughs> make some like flaps. Just, just look like you tried. He didn't even flap that. No one's stopping like, that. Literally, let, raise his arm and just. What are you supposed to do when someone clatters it like that? And it's just, yeah, it was beautiful. So, yeah, Reese James for me, still maybe the best, best right back it's in the, the world goat, right mate. now. All He's round, the goat. yeah, yeah. Yeah. One quick word Hard as well. Arifa Balaga. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in due to Mendy's injury. But are we seeing the uh, the renaissance of Kepa? No, 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 no. no I thought no, he played well. No, 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 no. He did play well, but Milan were rubbish. They didn't really do that much. He hasn't been he hasn't been challenged yet. Oh, I don't know. He's There'll been be in the team quite a while, and I think every every game he's played what, quite well. First first match now in a row. I'm not sure. Maybe. I just wonder because Potter dropped. Do you remember Matt Ryan, the Australian geezer in Brighton yeah. for at the time unknown Robert Sanchez? Now Robert Sanchez has gone on to be first choice and actually player for the Spain national team, taking essentially Kepa's place. But he knows a good keeper when he sees one, and I just think. That's fair. He's more capable with his feet. We know Mendy's pretty, pretty, pretty ropey, isn't he? Is this a hot take? It Are is quite a hot, a hot take. take it is this? a really hot take, but I think we Are could see Are you saying Kepa that you think Kepa's going to keep his back place? Back to number one. Under Potter. That's hot. hot. Very hot. Burning hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it could happen, mate. I think it could happen. I don't know. I don't feel very good about Kepa as a goalie. He's definitely one of the worst goalies I've ever seen. So it'd be quite a redemption. But stranger things have happened. All I know is the last time I saw a goalie this rubbish was Carrius. Oh. And he never, ever recovered. He's never recovered. I, don't, I think he's still there. No, Carrius actually he's... signed for Newcastle as a fourth-choice fourth, fourth choice keeper. Really? Yep. Yeah, I read an interview. I was like, I can't believe we're, he's still kicking the ball. You're free of him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now we're rubbish. <laughs> it's carrying it together. <laughs> just him, him and uh, Divock bringing the vibes, you know. And now the dressing room's gone. I mean, for, you to under- for us to understand where he is on 12th of September 2022, Carrier signed for Newcastle on an initial contract until January 2023. Not even till the season's done. He signed for three Damn. months as a reserve, reserve keeper. How he's falling yeah. hard, isn't he? He has fallen hard. He's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna come back. He might as well just start learning new skills. I think at this point. Yeah, I always feel like he wasn't 100 percent enamoured with football. I think he was just happy to be there. He's just broken. He mate. is. It's, it's tough. sad. It's sad. But I like your hot take. It's been a while since we've had a take that hot. So let's see. Let's see. I do know that Mendy's not signing his new contract currently. Well, he's on a, he's on a pretty pitiful wage compared to what he's brought to that club. Well, there so there is there could be some background noise. There is some politics at play here as well. So it could, maybe yeah. it's not that hot. Although, if I know Chelsea, they're already lining up a very very big probably, signing. Probably they're going to sign Allison. 
probably. Yeah. 150 mil ob- on a seven-year contract. Or black. Or black. Or black. Yeah, okay. Or black's, black's actually realistic. I read that they're interested yeah. in Martinelli. And I just don't know where Todd's know. Why would they be... Todd doesn't know when to stop. I mean, why wouldn't you be interested in him? But I hate it. Yeah, I like. know. But they've just bought Sterling. So then what? Oh, God. Speaking of new signings, Unkunku. Apparently the deal's very close. Apparently it's done. Chelsea are very close. Some saying it's done. Pre-contract it's signed. It's so close that it's potentially done. I mean... What do you think about that? It's really interesting because when he first left PSG for Leipzig, this was when Arsenal were under Emery. Sorry, I'm shoe horning Arsenal and everything. But we were in- really interested in signing him as well because Unai had just left from PSG. Mm. And he's since become this top, top player in Germany. I mean, his stats last season are unreal. And actually this season as well, he's, do- he's doing really well. Yeah. Um, oh, I just don't know though. Like, we've seen it with Sancho. Do we see... Okay, we're going to put it on the scale of Bundesliga imports. You've got, mm. you know, Sancho, Pulisic... What other ones have we got that have come over and haven't done too well? Did Memphis Depay come from there? Naby Keita. No, Naby Keita. Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Kai Havertz, Havertz to an extent. I think he could come out. Leon Bailey to an extent. Mm, I feel like he's got more about him. Is more in terms of like that side of Bundesliga imports than say Haaland or Kevin De Bruyne, for example. But stats don't lie. But then we said the same thing stats about Timo like, he looks as well, good. didn't he? Yeah, that, that would be my only concern. Is that it, it feels like a like for like, same age, more or less, same sort of stats, breakout season, same club at Leipzig. Mm. He did look really good in the Champions League against Man City. I'm not going to lie. And he looked good in the um, Europe, Europa League run, even though they lost to Rangers. He was still one yeah, of their best. I think I do think he's an extremely good player. Um, and if they get him for like the reported sort of 55 well, million, he has a, he has a release really clause price. going into his contract next summer that allows him to leave for that price yeah. that was agreed for him to sign the extension so it might be slightly more to get it in I early, think that's I what they've done Chelsea if I, if I understand it yeah. correctly they've actually offered a bit more than the actual release clause just so they can put themselves in front and get that pre-contract agreement which is yeah. could be smart business like you know I think it could be really yeah. good I think on paper it's a good deal it's just there's something about Chelsea and buying strikers that makes me yeah how many times have we been fooled before and told that yeah. this is going to be it and now Timo Werner's gone back to Leipzig I can totally see a scenario where this time next season Timo Werner's got eight goals <laughs> yeah so Kunku's got slotted back in to replacing Kunku yeah. Kunku's been dropped for a Babiang you know and we're just like what is going yeah. on I mean other than Haaland and KDB I can't think of any you know qualified successes to be honest there definitely are some I just I'm not using my brain Joel Matip Joel Matip yeah true 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 took a bit of time though didn't it for him to be considered a, a success yeah yeah it did take he, he's been a slow burner but Huminson says success I suppose unqualified unqualified, unqualified success, you reckon you know, top scorer top scorer last year yeah Son is the biggest hit oh sorry I've got that mixed up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Son is the biggest hit apart from De Bruyne. Haaland will be the biggest hit of all, but it's early yeah. days, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's scary to see Chelsea, A, playing as well. You know, a lot's happened since new ownership's come in. Potter's going to be a good signing, isn't he? You can just tell. They're moving in a good direction, Chelsea. And it's like... Very, very good direction. They've, done, they've made the progress Man United have been trying to make for the last seven years in the space of about six months. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's quite sad, isn't they it? They just fix all the issues yeah. straight you know away. I mean? like people criticising him because, you know, he's, he's he's firing people on Zoom. Like, he's let go of medical staff who've been there 11 years because he wants to get his own people in. And I suppose that the writing was on the wall when they organised their own medical in the US for Fofana than their own staff. Yeah, that was... And like, that was unorthodox. The criticism, you know, when this was all happening at the time of Todd Bowley was, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's moving too fast. Maybe this is what you need to do to really like overhaul a club it's like you have to say sentimental reasons aside you've served us a long time but it's, we know we want to do our own thing now particularly with a club like Chelsea where mm. there's been a sort of toxic atmosphere sometimes yeah. and there's been sort of fractious relationships maybe just rip it all out yeah just rip yeah. out any any bad bits and just completely start again he's done it very quickly so no one had any time to you know, get upset or any discord. He's just done it. It's this is what I mean. It's, it's, it's almost like we don't really see that American overhaul 
Well, I haven't seen it. I mean, we've seen iterations of it, like with FSG and fucking Cronkers and the Glazers, but it really does seem to be coming in with a vision. Whether or not that vision's going to be what Chelsea needs, completely different argument, but at least, you know, Chelsea, as far as the Chelsea fan, you know, rightly or wrongly, this guy has a fucking plan, which is more than you can say for some, other, for some other teams, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not afraid to spend the cash. Like, no. arguably, he's got addicted to it at this point. Yeah, I mean, will he ever get a sporting director? Will his title just change to <laughs> CEO and sporting director? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably rather hire a CEO. I mean, yeah, maybe he does, because he does. He has set up a lot of meetings with, you know, and he'll just be powerful people. Yeah, I mean, he is certainly loading up his address book in terms of football contacts. You know, that's obviously been a main memo of his as well. So maybe, maybe we're laughing, but maybe, you know, there's going to get to a point where. You know, he's having so much success, he's just not going to relinquish the role. Don Todd. Don Todd. Don. <laughs> this is the bowler year and our baby. So, yeah. Exactly. Is, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, kudos to Chelsea coming off this back, of this game, sorry. Yeah. All right. Let's take a little break and then we'll do the other, other matches and talk about Bruger. Backseat Football Podcast Champions League Roundup. We're into part two of the final two games. We are going to kick this part off with, you guessed it, Manchester City 5, FC Copenhagen 0. Jack, what more can we say that has not already <laughs> been said in these six short weeks since we started doing these pods? It's 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 hard. It's challenging, um, <laughs> which is a compliment to City. You know, talking mm-hmm. points are usually a sign that things have gone wrong or there's controversy. So when there's not much to say, while a little soul-destroying for any rival fans, it's quite impressive that there's very little to say. Haaland, only two goals. What a fraud. Drop off. 19 goals in 12 games for City. Pretty, pretty cool, I'd say. So let's, always, let's just analyse them, eh? So first goal comes in from Cancelo on the right. Gets his weaker foot on it, doesn't he? Kind of wraps his foot around it. It looks very I unorthodox. I don't think that term is fair for someone like Holland. His his strong foot and then his like hammer foot would be probably more appropriate. <laughs> he doesn't have a weak, he doesn't have a weak foot, you know. That is so fucking fair to be fair. That is so fucking fair to be fair. I mean, he hit that like it was a natural his natural foot, didn't he? Exactly, Just straight in the corner, loads of pace, bang. He finished that better than most people with a strong foot. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And when he scores six minutes in like that, anyway, it's only going to go one way, isn't it? it? How fucking many? How many (laughs) is he going to score? Only got two, so yeah. But he did. He did get subs pretty early on to conserve. That's right. He got subbed off at half time. I mean, the luxury that these city players. The amount of teenagers that that were on that pitch by the end. So Jay still could have been ten nil, couldn't it? This wasn't even the sixth game of the group when they qualified. There was jeopardy, and they're just like. We'll be fine. And they were fine. Scored more goals. 19 goals in 12 games for Harden. I can't believe that. It looks even more scary when, when you read it. Yeah. This is this is like FIFA level when you play season mode on amateur mode. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you 19 your boots. 12. Like, what the hell? So, see your favourites for every competition at this point. And have to be. I think that's fair enough. Have to be. Have to be. Um, Something Grealish. positive. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, to, no. We got so many positives. Look at us, you know. We're not letting our biases hold us back. To be fair, so, what I will say about City is that I should absolutely despise this team because they have just gone out and bought the best players, and it's essentially a sport washing exercise. But they play such good football that I I, I feel washed. If I'm honest, yeah, I feel, I feel washed. washed. I, I feel like the sport washing has absolutely worked, and Abu Dhabi will be on my list of places to go purely on the back of how good their football is. <laughs> no, all it is though in reality is that when you think about Abu Dhabi you now associate them subconsciously with Man City and you associate Man City with good football Mm -hmm. so you still wouldn't actually want to go there but you don't have a negative connotation that's that's no I think of Abu Dhabi and I think of of Pep which is so stupid (laughs) exactly because you don't know anything else before you just had a negative connotation like strict regime you know infringing on rights and now you're just like 
Not Great football. football, yeah. It's terrible. Extraordinary football like management system. <laughs> like, it fucking works, sports no, they, Even though you know it's happening, it still works. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have not a bad word to say about the City team, even though it's it's, no. it's funded purely on blood and oil money. <laughs> it yeah. just plays such good football. From left to right, from back to front, every single player on our pitch is just levels. They've made Nathan Ake has become this absolute monster. Akanji, who we were slaying when he signed, looks not out of place in that back line. I just don't know what... Pep's on a different level, mate. Sergio Gomez was, like, their backup left-back. They didn't even want him initially. Yeah. They wanted like, Cucurella. And he's already looking the part, isn't he? It's just... I mean, it, it doesn't matter, does it? There's no threat of people getting through. No one... Ever, they never get the ball. And when they do, Rodri just, just, mm. just chops them. It's not an issue. Yeah. What no. I will say about City, right, is that... Their most impressive thing is how like Liverpool have dropped off now. We're, we're done. We're, we're dropped off. I don't know what's up with us. Yeah, City never no. drop off for more than two games ever. And Pep's been there, you know, what roughly the same amount of time as Klopp? Maybe a year less, or maybe a I year think more. Pep not came sure. a year later, year after. Yeah, Klopp. but it's like it's comparable. And like every time they play a match, they a just crush everyone doesn't matter what style they're playing against doesn't matter what formation doesn't matter if they're in form out form just crush everyone without like mm-hmm. any fuss mm-hmm. and it's it's disturbing because it's not normal to be this good and this consistent like Sir Alex Ferguson in this era would win zero trophies against City mm-hmm. because he would lose at least six matches a season Liverpool lost mm-hmm. one and they mm-hmm. lost they lost Prem like this is unprecedented it's freaky Obviously, mm. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons why, and if they're still doing this in five more years, then probably people will stop watching football. But for the moment, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I just can't see it changing. I mean, Pep's contract is up at the end of the season, but I feel like he seems so happy. And I don't know why you'd want to leave a project like this at this time when you you know you still haven't won the Champions League. He's got Harlan be... now, so I would imagine he he's reinvigorated. I mean, the general vibe throughout his career is he doesn't like a pure out-and-out striker. He was the one that made the false nine sexy, thinking back. Do you know what it is, though? Days. Do you know what it probably is? It's because the one time he tried to do it was Zlatan. It went so badly that he was like, never again. I'm yeah, never doing that again. <laughs> I mean, it, it Zlatan did not end well, let's be fair. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's finally softened that stance. I mean, he also like, had Thierry Henry and, you know, didn't really like Thierry Henry in that striker position. Um, he's just yeah but honestly his reactions to Haaland's goals even he can't believe it I don't think even he's like forget beautiful football this man it's like inevitable we keep saying that he is Thanos like he's inevitable and I think Pep's yeah warming to the out and out striker but it just took someone of Haaland's quality to convince Pep (laughs) that it's worth having one like a talent that's probably never been there's never been someone like Haaland before no. I mean, what do you reckon again. with Haaland? Do you, he does this for two seasons and then he's off? How long is he going to stick around for? He's, he's, he's going to win the league this year. so I reckon he sees out... He, I think he's on a three-year contract because I think he dictated the terms. I might be wrong. This might be absolute, absolute guess. But I mm. think he's on a three-year contract. So I'd imagine he just sees it out and then he moves to Real Madrid. What, on a three? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. there you go. I've won you three titles, two Champions Leagues... Well, games. I mean, I guess, I guess it makes sense. They actually, because they got hindsight, they got a good deal. They got a great deal. They got a great deal. But I think, in hindsight, in terms of him, where how old he is, in terms of the sporting projects in front of him, when he had to make a choice when leaving Dortmund in the summer, I think City actually makes the most sense. Because if he went to Madrid, coming off the back of them winning the league and the Champions League, there's not really much to do, is there? You can't really make that jump. Like, how you can you improve that team? And also, we thought Mbappe was moving all summer, so um, yeah. it makes sense and to go to City, who his dad played for, born in Leeds, obviously, famously. It makes sense to come here, win the Champions League with the club for the first time, become a legend. He's already on his way to doing that, and then go to Real Madrid with all the blessings in the world. Yep, I agree. Perfect project for him. Perfect player for City. Total mm. instruction for everyone else. Mm. It's. Absolute filth. But anyway, moving away from him, I thought Grealish had a brilliant game again. Just looked so threatening. Made the right pass when it was on and, you know, went for a shot when it seemed like a good idea. And fuck it, why not? You know, I think he's earned the right to go for a shot. Didn't get his goal. It's coming. Don't think he even got an assist, sadly. Um, But he definitely deserved it. 
And I like I like his interviews, Grealish, because you know, as people point out, he's not the sharpest tool in the box. No, but he's just a good lad, and you know, to see him thrive in maybe the best football league team under one of the most expected managers in the world, I think credit to him. Really, he's proving his doubt is wrong. It bodes very well, doesn't it? And again, you know, I mentioned that Chelsea have those wing backs. We just take them as England. We just take the wing backs and let them play. Same with the uh, City wingers. We just have Grealish and Foden and we just let them do whatever they're doing and just swap out Kane for Holland. And we've got our attacking <laughs> triangle sorted. Everything else is turgid and garbage, but this, we should. this five, we should. Just, just let the better coaches A fluctuating just, just keep it the same. Yeah. Be like, whatever Pep's telling you, you just do that. Chelsea boys, whatever, whatever. Pop's yeah, telling yeah. you, just do that. Do that. Kane, you just keep shooting. You love shooting. You love girls. <laughs> Sure, Gareth will just marshal the back five. Exactly. <laughs> everything in front is just, boy, Plays what you learn at club level, just do it. I do actually want to talk about the England team, but I just don't know if this is the pod to do it. Yeah, so. maybe let's see if we got time at the end. Let's, mm. okay. More City. Cole Palmer got a lot of minutes. He looks good. He played well. It's a nice game to come into, admittedly, when you're like 4 0 up in the Champions League against FC Copenhagen. Very, very little. He's got a really nice, aesthetically pleasing style, Cole Palmer. He looks does, very technical, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He's, got a the next, he's the next Foden in terms of you're aware of him before he breaks through. There's, yeah. there's a buzz about him. Yeah. So, he just looks good. He looks like he's going to be good, but also he won't get as many opportunities. But I think it's telling that he's, he's been keeping around the squad. Yeah. They haven't decided to send him on loan, which does seem to be like a death, a death note for any player who gets sent on loan when you're a City, as opposed to someone like Chelsea. Yeah, um, agreed. I think it was interesting as a broader point as well was that we know that City have one of the best academies in the world, but they don't produce any actual players for their first team because they always just sell them or mm. they run down the contract like Sancho. So I wonder if they're now a bit more a bit more burnt from that whole Sancho experience and losing all these other good players. Yeah, and now just, they're yeah, blooding them and point. they're giving them actual pathways into the first team. The yeah, ones that they want and trying to trying to evolve their team more organically. We know they've got like the best players in their academy as well, as well as the best first team. They've probably got the best academy in the world, apart from like yeah, 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 a couple, maybe like top five city realistically. They have so many talents coming through. It's just whether they'll be able to break through into yeah. So the I best think maybe the they're trying to create that pathway now that their first team is so established and so good. Fair, just Fair. more positivity, eh? Just more, more as if stuff. yeah. I mean. Where are they weak? They're not weak anywhere now. We need Pep to leave. He's ruined football in this country. He needs to go. He's got to go. I miss. I miss. I miss all the the period where everyone was like, "He's a bald fraud." What, <laughs> what a stupid period that was. That Bring back shows. Claudio Bravo and Mangala, <laughs> right? And then we'll see how good that just he is. Shows the arrogance of England in general that we've got like the greatest manager of all time, and he loses a few games with the worst goal I've ever He's seen. He's a like, bald, bald fraud. fraud. <laughs> But he's still got that moniker now. I mean, people, exactly. every time he gets a draw, he's a fraud. <laughs> what, what the fuck? He's so stupid. Uh, oh, we're funny. Here's um, an interesting point you've got here, though. Grabara, the keeper for Copenhagen. Yep. Sold by Liverpool, was he? Sold by Liverpool. Didn't even realise. Never heard of him. No. Sold for 3.5 mil. We bought him maybe sure. three, four years ago for like 50k. So, wow! So I mean, he looked good. It would have been twelve mil without him. Have to say, yeah. it was a good selection of Hollywood saves from Grabara. <laughs> they looked yeah. better than I think they actually were, but all the I same, agree. wearing that face mask for ninety minutes and having to play against City, he's respectable five nil. He didn't deserve to concede five. You could let's cut that fair. montage. You could cut that montage just right without showing the score. Do you think he's done a ten out of ten? And kept yeah, City clean away. sheet, 2-0 Copenhagen, yeah. famous victory. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, rare that someone can have a good game and concede five goals, but I think he managed Yeah, uh, I think that's on those rare occasions where, yeah, he's come out of that with a lot of credit for conceding five. Mental. Uh, mental, the game that we love. But this is just what it's like playing City, so no yeah. shame. They won't be the last team to get smacked 5-0 at the Etihad. No, they will not. I think Southampton might be on for a 9-0 this weekend. That's my oh, take. Oh, the death of Ralph, I tell you. Hot take I or not. I think the final and third 9-0 defeat will be the end of Ralph. Me too. I'm calling it this weekend. It's this happening. is the hill Holland that Ralph four. is going to die on. Yeah. Harland's going to be there, hand the, on his shoulder. 
they rested all the players, City. They've rested all the big guns specifically to just get Ralph fired. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what he did to deserve it, but maybe Pep's got a bet on, you know, next manager's maybe. be sacked. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, 9 nils coming. Uh, yeah, wreck it, Ralph. Going to be getting wrecked, Ralph. <laughs> Get wrecked, Ralph. <laughs> Get wrecked, Ralph. He's, he's out of here, so he's next to go, that's for sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, last right. Champions League game of the English clubs, and we've saved the worst till last, as you would expect. Frankfurt nil, Tottenham nil. No surprises here. Nope. If I have to Another be brutally honest. Conte masterclass. Yep. Not spoken about enough, but Conte in the Champions League is absolutely awful. He just can't do it. But again, on a different day, they would have been 3-0 up because their final ball just wasn't there again. It was an interesting one. It was a masterclass from both teams in how to play well and then forget how to do anything when you get near the box. There were so many chances that were just off-target. It was endlessly just off-target shots after great build-up play from both teams. So Mm. it was pretty... It was pretty bad, to be honest. It it was hard to believe it was a Champions League game at times with that finishing. Uh, yeah, Tottenham are making a real meal out of this group when this is at best a glorified Europa League group. No offense to any of the teams involved here, you're but if you're looking if you're looking at the group compared to other other groups in Champions League, then this was the one that you wanted to get called in for. And they're it's making very, a very bloody open, meal it? of it. Yeah, it's very nice. You wouldn't like to call it anymore. Looking no. look at it, especially you the know. result for Marseille against Lisbon. Let's just put it all open. Yeah. Did you know that was Marseille's first win in 11 Champions League games or 14 or something ridiculous? Oh, wow. Wow. So the wow. hoodoo is broken. I know. I, I, I literally, as you said, I wouldn't want to call it at this point. It's too close. And Tottenham did not offer anything for me to say that they have enough to go through at this at the halfway stage. No. You know, you put it quite rightly here. So I'm sorry I'm seeing this. Con table's only acceptable when winning, isn't it? And that literally sums it up perfectly. Because yeah. it's weird with Con table. It's almost like their their chances to goals aren't like say Liverpool's it's, it's like it has everything has to be perfect like the whole build up the whole sequence the whole counter the everything has to be absolutely perfect for them to score and it works it looks amazing yep. but the way that they're set up is you know that one if one ball was off in that whole sequence then they're just not going to score yeah they're just it's not, not expensive score. it's just no. a wonderful wonderful low block system where Son and Richardson have to do an awful lot of running up and down same as Emerson Royale Mm. Like they basically have to carry the ball most of the way up the pitch, and then when they get there, they have to deliver it, you know, perfectly. Yeah, it's a lot on, to ask. You know, it's a lot to they're, ask. They're probably isn't worn it? out by then. That's probably part of the reason why the shots were so ridiculous. If I'd been sprinting yeah. up the pitch like fifty yards or eighty yards, well. I'd probably prefer if I was already there and someone just put the ball back to me. Time to set myself. Yeah, and even so, like there yeah. was one ball where Son flashed it at Harry Kane. And there was just too much whip on it. Yeah. It's just the fine margins, you know. Like I know we come to expect that Reese James delivery where it's just perfect every time, but it can't be every time. And Son the worry is better for than this, though. Son is better than this. I completely agree with that. Um, but when will the real Son please stand up? Because we just ain't seen him this season. No, he flashed out of nowhere with that with that hat trick, and then that, a hat trick in anger was wasn't a weird it? An- an- anomaly. Yeah, he's just really pissed off at all the. All the critics. This is the first time he's really picking up a lot of flack, actually. But where yeah. is Kulisevsky in all of this? He wasn't on the pitch again. I don't know. I, I thought he was a better attacker. I still where think he's he? been the... I would even say, as a hot take, he was the best attacker throughout this calendar year, potentially. Or one of. Definitely the top three for mm. this calendar year. Since he came in, he's been unbelievable. Oh, he's Stats on the are good. Okay. Uh, okay. Who would have thought Kulisevsky would be their most important attacker now? Yeah, it just they need him because he he can keep the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like he, it's not like Son where he'll take the ball and run into space at breakneck speed. Like he, he'll he'll take his time in the ball and you know like he'll, mm-hmm. he'll he'll control possession. He's one of those players that is so necessary to to this Tottenham team. I feel because in Richardson yeah. and Son, the argument is probably they've got too many too similar traits, maybe, and not someone there that can link up that midfield that needs some creativity. Because we said it's a bit stodgy, and I think it is a yeah. bit stodgy there midfield. Um, On a more positive note, though, I do feel very strongly that a bit like Wolves at the start of last season where all of their nil-nil draws suddenly became one-nil wins and suddenly they were on this crazy run. And I feel like at some point very soon, 
all of these issues with the final ball or the shots just not quite working, it's all just going to click and suddenly they're going to go on a four or five game winning run. We're just going to forget this. Ever yeah, happens. it'll come. The fact is, they're still very near the top of the table. Um, yeah, they've had a really good start overall. In the Prem, mm. they're, what, fourth or third? Third, third. Third, yeah. looking really good. I mean, despite this, they are, you know, second in their Champions League group, albeit much tighter than we thought it would be. But things are fine. It's just when it doesn't go well, it's really painful to watch and it must be unpleasant to be a Tottenham fan. You know, watching mm. watching all these like half chances just be squandered, and then just sitting back, not really taking the game to the opposition in the way that you definitely could. Yeah, you just feel that team they could they could be dominating every match. Yeah, and you feasibly, if you're being harsh, you could say they should have, you know, they should have walked over Frankfurt yesterday. Albeit it was a tough atmosphere, as a commentator really wanted to make clear, it was just a very very tough atmosphere to come to. But yeah. come on, Tottenham, expect a bit more here, lads. I'd be disappointed with their Champions League run so far. Me too. A note on Frankfurt. I'll be honest, I thought they'd be better than they were. I think they've obviously lost a few key players over the summer. Mm. And yeah, they're just there was just a sort of lack of quality and cutting edge. Similar to Tottenham, but Tottenham's is more like, you know it'll come good. I just thought like, they look Europa League standard, I thought, based on that. And yeah. But they'll be pretty disappointed because Tottenham were there for the taking. And yeah, be disappointed both teams. Because they were there for the taking, so. Yeah, both teams should be disappointed with that result. I think both of them yeah. could have got something out of that. But hey-ho, it opens up the Greece, not the Greece? Oh my goodness, the group nicely. Three games left, anyone to play for. I think Lisbon feasibly could be safe to go through, but after their loss to Marseille, it just, I don't know what to think anymore. So, yeah. I'd love to, we, see, it. I'd love to see Marseille go through because they're yeah, different. Got a chance. No, let's have a look. Yeah, see the Marseille Ultra stuff throwing bottles in the knockout stages. That'll be fun. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Viva On to Club Bruges. Yes. Jack, I'll let you Bru- take it away. Bru- boys. I can't believe what I'm seeing, to be honest. Like, when you actually take a step back, you're like, okay, name me one player who plays for Club Bruges. No one could do that. Nope. But somehow they've got three wins out of three. Nine goals scored, zero conceded. Only Bayern Munich haven't conceded a goal. So they're in very esteemed company. And they're the first Belgian team ever to win their first three Champions League group stage matches. So this is the greatest start to a Champions League campaign any team from Belgium has ever had. And it's not like they're playing absolute mugs because they are the pot four team. So they've beaten Porto away, Atletico Madrid at home and Bayern Leverkusen at home. Yeah, oh my goodness, that is a tough scalps, that. That's really tough scalps, wow. They are probably a win away from qualifying at this point, and looks nailed on. So, I think they're probably this year's dark horses. We always get one, and these are the darkest of horses, because this is so out there. But yeah, they look amazing. And the the craziest part about it all, is that they lost their manager over the summer, Mm. Their manager was poached by Ajax because Ajax lost the manager to Man United. He is another bald white man, so it's very <laughs> difficult to know really what's changed if that's just their model. But they've also hired the same looking person <laughs> to be their new manager. So there's just a procession of bald white men just coming and going through Bruges and it's very difficult to know which one's which. But it seems to work. And <laughs> they also good. lost their best player, Charles yeah. De Ketelar, De Ketelare. For 35 mil I like that It must be to Ketelar Yeah Yeah exactly They lost their talisman as well Yeah And despite all that Best start to a campaign Ever by a Belgian team So They deserve a mention They are doing phenomenal things Props You love to see it I love to see I would not want to draw them In the next round Because You know No There's no There's nothing to gain From playing Club Bruges There's everything to lose And there's nothing to gain Because they're expected to lose But they haven't conceded a goal So Fuck yeah, that. it'd be a tough game. Um, big win against Atletico Madrid as well. I mean, shock result, really, you could say. But I know that yeah. Atletico have been struggling this year. Could we be seeing the end of Diego Simeone's time there, I wonder? I mean, he's the highest paid highest paid manager in the world. I'm what? very Yes, I'm very confident in saying that. He owns the most, I think, in salary. You've been confident before. I, mean, I, ha- I know. Definitely, this, definitely this, said Newcastle finished 15th. Yeah, this feels like a, a Newcastle slash Leicester 15th. 
Okay, you keep talking and I'll do a little bit of uh, digging. Uh, I'm, I'm having a look as well. Oh, God, yo, this is manager in the world. What? <laughs> Why do I keep seeing this stat then? Okay, Jurgen Klopp's fourth, Conte's fourth. Yeah, Diego Simeone. And he's he earns a lot more than Pep Guardiola, may I add. Right, so I'm going to run it down for you. Jurgen Klopp, 1.49 mil million euros per month. Antonio Conte at Spurs is on the same. Pep Guardiola is on 1.89 million euros per month. How much do you think Diego Simeone is on per month? I don't know because it's already too high. So I'm just, I don't know anymore. 2.5 mil. That's pretty generous. He actually earns 3.33 million euros oh, per word. month. What so more fuck? than double what Klopp earns and almost as twice as much as Pep earns. Yep, I'm not joking, dude. I remember I read this and I was shocked too. There's something they going play on there. such horrible football. Exactly. How long can you justify knowing how much he earns? Oh my God. Do you know what's happened here? He's absolutely strong-armed the board. He's he strong-armed the board. He's in there... There's he's some dodgy his deals. testicles and he's yeah. written the number he wants no. and he's literally he's bullied them I think he's got down on the table and just put like a revolver in between the president's legs under the table and then yeah, yeah just said 3.33 please um, yeah. it, 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 the mind boggles uh, and where are they in Syria I think they're struggling in, in, not Syria sorry La Liga let's see where they are because I think they're struggling there as well that is a contract you cannot pay off though well, this is it. It's kind of got about like the cojones. Yeah, so they're sitting in fifth place on 13 points, six points behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. So you can't even say that they're tearing it up there. Um, That's not great. So yeah, well That's done, bald white man for for, for Bruges because you've, you've out-tactically manoeuvred the highest paid manager in world football. <laughs> I guess of all time as well. It's not like must salaries be. are going yeah. down. True. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah, stick stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, what are you going to say about that? Oh, that's so sick for your CV. Imagine that. Oh, hello, Sashi. Oh, see, she heard oh, me talking about Simeone. She's a massive Atletico fan, so <laughs> come okay. here to defend. We open the pod with a cat on the cam, and we end the pot end the pods with the cat back on the cam. Well, official third host. I would like five minutes before we break this off while I stroke the cat to talk about Is why your- I think. The England this team is, is set up to fail. Oh, okay. So, it, it's a problem that's been highlighted before and, and something that supposedly Gareth Southgate has got rid of, um, which is the tribalism between football players within the England squad. Now, we know that the famous golden generation, the recent golden generation of England players, Owen, Gerrard, Beckham, Skulls, Lampard, Terry, famously couldn't get on with each other at international level right didn't want to pass to each other what if there is an element of that that still exists within England and the England fan base which is are we as a nation footballers and fans are we able to put aside our club differences for a month every two years I don't think we can I don't think we can not in the same way because I opened it up to like how other European teams are and the thing is there are a lot in terms of like say the German national team or the Holland national team their clubs are split up, you know, sorry, their players are split up across Europe, right? They're not all just playing centred in one league in in the country. So they, for example, let's take Jadon Sancho before he moved to Man United. We all love Jadon Sancho, didn't we? Because he's a neutral. He never, he never represented one of the big teams that we fucking hate. It's not like Harry Kane. I hate Harry Kane because he plays for Tottenham and he's caused me so much pain. How can I seriously back him to say, like Jude Bellingham, for example, as well? Like, Everyone loves Jude Bellingham. A, because he's amazing. But B, because he doesn't represent City or Liverpool or United yet. The moment he does that, the moment you start hating him. And, you know, I reckon that feeds into the football players. Truly, truly, I think even the most professional, like Harry Kane, can't actually like Bakayo Saka. Maybe not Saka, everyone likes Saka. But do you know what I mean? Like, the only example where I think I'm wrong is because Spain national team is clearly made up mostly although maybe not this year so much but in previous years where they've been successful they've just had predominantly Barcelona and Real Madrid players yeah who famously don't get on very well That's who famously don't get on as so well and they manage is this it. you trying to say that Bellingham set up to fail basically I'm just saying that it's impossible I think it's impossible for us to expect our England team to play at its best because the way that English football is means that that kind of 
unitedness is that even a word unity goodness me is impossible to achieve like a healthy unity in the camp I just think it's impossible I don't know I don't know I don't I, know where this, where this thought process has come from just I to open up the conversation I think it's an interesting thought I think in terms of the actual squad I get the impression that the current England squad actually do get on really well I think Gareth's built a really nice group of players and a lot of them know each other like Chilwell's really good friends with like some of the Leicester guys like so Maguire for example one of the players mm. for United one plays for Chelsea they get on well as like a group Chelsea have a lot of players anyway in the squad and I think like Saka gets on well with some of the Chelsea boys because they're all from London I don't think there's the same issues but in terms of the fans there's probably still that club loyalty to certain players and that hatred for others but I don't think the issue spreads into the actual team and the camp itself Never hear of it. Oh, okay. Let me give you an example. So, Kyle Walker, yeah, in the mm-hmm. heyday, in the heyday of the Man City Liverpool rivalry. Um, Sorry, I don't know is, if you is, know. Is the cat's is the cat's yeah, tail affecting the, the, the mic? The cat's tail seems to be smacking the the microphone. I don't know how that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be picked up at the end. Right, it's very hard to say you seriously on this rant when you've got this cat just <laughs> on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, I just don't have the heart to push her off she's so cute okay Kyle Walker oh my goodness Kyle Walker in the heyday of Man City can he really pass the Hendo with the same faith of say passing to James Ward-Prowse he's got no beef with James Ward-Prowse he doesn't dislike James Ward-Prowse whereas Hendo you know like will he will he think about passing to him or will he pass to someone do you know what I mean like if you I have that thinking think that, I don't it's think it's fine there margins. you don't, I don't think, think it's there? there I don't think anymore because no, I don't I think, think English trying. players are, are prevalent enough like they're all quite nice none of them are like the star players of their teams really apart from Harry we Kane. think they're nice but or what Saka. if these loyalties still you know what exist? I mean though like it's not like Patty V and Vieira sort of things you don't see all these feuds anymore if anything the feuds are the managers but there's not like like are there any players that hate each other noticeably like as common knowledge not really not to our knowledge but I think these to be fair yeah you know what I mean I can't see anyone hating I think Jack it's just Rezich. a different era I think it's maybe, just a era maybe now. we have come past that but yeah maybe I'm just looking for excuses as to why we're so shit but maybe it's Southgate's <laughs> sufferable <laughs> look I'm telling you just just stick with the players who are doing well and don't coach them Whatever Foden's last instructions were, just leave that in his brain. Don't cloud it with defensive stuff. Just let him do his thing. It's true. Just, Gareth, anyway, don't talk this, to anyone. This segue's gone on long enough. You've, you've taken us over an hour <laughs> with, your, okay. with your rant. My <laughs> rant, my cat. Time <laughs> we were trying to hear. And the cat, yeah, the cat just added to it. Proper villain vibes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am the bit. I had to end it on a controversial point but hey you know well, I guess the proof will be in the pudding in Qatar so let's see how it all turns out yeah oh if I see right, last... if I see Grealish beating beating up Chilwell then I'll know that their rivalries do exist yeah but I'm not betting on it so last last thing this is a quick fire round what's the score against Arsenal Liverpool what score are you going with this week 3-1 Arsenal <sighs> I'm say, Arsenal to school first in the first half Liverpool to equalise oh, and then that's two an goals bet. in the second half yeah for, for sure. Arsenal I think a very painful 4-1 to Arsenal 4-1 oh you're not feeling confident <laughs> nah I'm not I'm feeling really uncomfortable Arsenal played well and oh, just, there's a the very good fluidity to your attack we're not accounting and, for the fact that we do choke against teams like Liverpool and City as we saw against United so yeah, that but can always work against us. We are, we are very, very fragile. Just come off a win. I mean, I wouldn't be too confident with Martinelli up against Trent. So no, mate. And I think if you try and play a high line, there, I think it's going to be murder for you lot. So it'd be interesting to see how you set up. That's what I mean. I think we're very likely to give away at least two goals, very, very cheaply, and then you've got enough quality to get a couple more. Mm. That's what worries me. I mean, I'm feeling confident we can win, which I haven't felt in a long time against Liverpool. I think if they were going to beat Liverpool, it's got to be this season at home. Yeah. What I am trying to do here is a sort of curse of the commentator kind of thing where I predict something so the opposite happens. I admit I am trying to spark that. But I mean, fair enough. Heart, you've got, I'm feeling um, bad. You've got to get your advantages. I, uh, 
yeah, I don't know though. I feel like we could steamroll to you, which would be the most satisfying podcast to record. I swear to God. <laughs> That's true. It's the first special. time. It'll be the first time we've ever had a, an actual match against <laughs> our two teams. That's going to be an interesting episode. It's going to be I'll a lot of awkward silences. Yeah. yeah. So, so t- it's going to be what do you so- think about this? I would <laughs> love it. You know what? I would love it if we won, though. <laughs> Someone's got to go, go full Keegan, mate. They're going to go full yeah. Keegan. Oh, I just I have a feeling that I could, I could be, yeah. I don't know. I could end up being really disappointed, and we could lose this. So I'm going to go with three ones to rubbish. Arsenal. Yeah, this is what I mean. We go into this with the pressure on us, which we're not used to. So don't be nervous. Yeah, I am already. To be honest, I haven't really thought about the game, but now I'm nervous. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, let's see how wrong we were next week. Um, yes I will uh, lovely stuff. You and I'll be texting you don't worry anyway I'm going to put my phone in airplane mode don't you worry <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> lovely so yeah we will be back to cover the weekend next Monday or Tuesday um, yeah as always Jack have a great week thanks for listening everyone we'll see you soon yeah. bye everyone have a good weekend 